Mac Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. As Stevenson is inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh oh, it's picked off. Uh oh, oh no. Unbelievable. Oh wow. Incredible. Chandler Jones takes it in and wins the game for the Raiders. Have you ever seen an ending like that? I have never seen anything like that. I have no idea why he was doing that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh my goodness indeed. As a Raiders fan, uh, yeah, stoked at that. As a punter, not so much. Another punter of a different sort is Ben Graham. He is also uh, the host of NFL Fanatic on SCN. Uh, ben, how are you doing? Uh, good morning, Ricardo. Well, it's morning here anyway. Is it morning there? Still just by about 20 minutes. Oh, mate, what that audio, it puts hairs on the back of my neck standing up and the poor Patriots fans that are hoping for that playoff berth, maybe that was the play that shot their dreams. But what an unbelievable year it's been for the Raiders. Probably the most disappointing team in the NFL based on their talent. But... To win like that, with a play like that at the end of the game, I think sums up the way the NFL season is going. It's the closest season in memory. There's been 15 games played so far this week. 12 of them have come down to one-score games. Three in overtime. We saw the greatest comeback in NFL history. The Minnesota Vikings were trailing 33-0 at halftime and end up winning in overtime 39-36. And then you've got to play like that to finish a game. It's just unbelievable, Ricardo. It has been. And I've got to say, I put my hand up here, and this bit me in the ass, and I deserved it 100%. But as a Raiders fan, a long-suffering Raiders fan, I saw yesterday, I looked at that, and I thought, oh, you know, the Pats, the way they're playing this year, they'll beat us. Uh, and when I saw it at 17-3, I looked at the, at, the, at the TAB, and I'm like, you know what? The Patriots will come back and win this. And I got on them at about $4. So I was a bit torn when we won that game, to be honest, mate. I was, I was, I was kind of looking at the bank account and, and, and what, what my beer fridge would look like rather than the Raiders getting a win. Well, it was we were, we were about to go to air on our show, NFL Armchair Experts, on Channel 7, and we thought that this game was going to overtime because very rarely do you see a play like that because you don't practice them very often when you're trying to create something out of nothing uh, they're miracle plays. But this was the first time we've seen a miracle play go the other way, where, unfortunately for Jacoby Myers, he threw the ball up, thought it was going back to a Patriots teammate, ended up in the Raiders' hands and marched in for a walk-off touchdown. But as I said, in a snapshot, that's just how crazy the NFL season has been. And there's only three weeks to go before the playoffs, and still both in the AFC and the NFC, the playoff pitcher is wide open every week. Almost every game, the playoff pitcher changes. So there's still, you know, the Raiders, they're a game back from the Patriots. A lot has to go their way to make the playoffs. I don't think that they will, but, gee, it's certainly going to come down to the wire. It is going to come down to the wire, mate. It's going to be really, really tight. And, uh, you know, with how close we are to those uh, playoffs, uh, there was something that happened uh, yesterday which will have a lot of um, 
uh, NFL fans interested, keeping an eye on how Jalen Hurts is. I mean, the Eagles are thirteen and one, but he's uh, sprained his shoulder. Apparently, um, I wouldn't imagine he's going to suit up next week. I guess it's just how comfortable the Eagles are with their thirteen and one, and if they're happy to, to sit him until uh, postseason. Yeah, this is a huge story, and we've had some huge stories in the NFL this year. But when you look at how close we are to the playoffs. He is in the MVP conversation because I know the Philadelphia Eagles are 13-1. and one. We know that they're a good team, offense, defense, running game. But what Jalen Hurts brings is he is a very, very important player to that outfit. I know he struggled a little bit on the weekend, two interceptions, but he rushed for three touchdowns. This will hurt them because he is so important to that team. We have seen a lot of franchises, though, go to their backup quarterback with good football teams. And I named the San Francisco 49ers. They lost Trey Lance to an injury. Jimmy Garoppolo came in and steered the ship. He went out with injury. And now their third string, Brock Purdy, has come in a good football team with a good running game and a good defense and is still being able to win. They're hopeful that the Eagles, that Nick Foles, will be able to do that. The last time a quarterback was replaced for the Philadelphia Eagles on the way to their playoffs, that was Carson Wentz. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. So there is history here for Eagles fans that are holding hope if Jalen Hurts does miss a chunk of time. You'd probably like to think that they'll give him as much time as he needs. As long as it's not dislocated or there's not major damage where it needs some surgery, you'd like to see him back at least for the playoffs. But it certainly does put a little dagger in the hopes and dreams of Eagles fans. They've got a massive game this week against the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are second in the NFC East. They're in the playoff window. They, you know, they did, yeah, they've been looking good, but, you know, they did lose on the weekend. But it shapes up to be a massive game either way. But there certainly will be a Jalen Hurts watch over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you're right. There will be. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys are currently ten and four. Um, they were twenty one seven up against the Jags uh, and managed to lose that forty to thirty four and and overtime. So I don't know what that says about their day. It's not the only game that went that way too. I mean, we talked about the Vikings game, but also, you know, the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks were up and looking comfortable. I think they were up seventeen three over the Bengals and ended up losing that one thirty four twenty three as well. So the Bengals, you can't forget about them at ten and four. But can you forget? about uh, Tommy Touchdown. Uh, are the Bucks and Tom Brady uh, done, do you think? Well, this is the fascinating thing about the NFC South. So the Buccaneers lead their division and will host the playoff game if they do win the division. And they've currently got a losing record at 6-8. and eight. Now, it wasn't... I mean, Tom Brady had the most number of turnovers in a game in his career... Everything that could go wrong for the Buccaneers in the second half did go wrong. It started with a bad fake punt where the personal protector dropped the snap turnover. So there were Cincinnati Bengals started five drives in the Buccaneers' territory. And when you've got a quarterback like Joe Burrow and wide receivers like Jamar Chase and T Higgins, very, very difficult offense to stop in the red zone. So that was a huge turnaround. But again, the Bucks still lead the NFC South by a game. Sit, sitting on five and nine are the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. So it's still anyone's division. I still think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are the better team in that division. To think that they will host the playoff game or even make the playoffs with a potential losing record, when you'll see teams miss the playoffs 
with a winning record. Mm. It's just the way it's constructed. But the Cowboys' defence did let themselves down in that overtime loss to the Jaguars. But what we saw in that game was Trevor Lawrence, number one pick from last year, struggled last year through bad coaching, lack of talent, offensive line letting him down. We're starting to see more and more from Trevor Lawrence. He's had a couple of good games. He had a four-touchdown game against the Cowboys. I think the Jaguars, like the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets and these teams that haven't had much success over the last decade or so, will start to emerge next year. But this is what's still so fascinating. And they they named a movie. They made a movie called Any Given Sunday. That's exactly what the NFL is. Any team can win win any given Sunday. Tell you with the NFC South at the moment, the way it's going, you described it. Is it's echoes of what you know used to be known as the NFC least because I'm, I don't remember how many how many seasons in a row that there was a, a team with a losing record came out of that division. Yeah, well, the NFC South. I mean, the Buccaneers since they won the Super Bowl in that era, Tom Brady. They've been the better team in it. The NFC least, referring to the NFC East, that's the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders because they have been poor over the last couple of years and. There's such storied franchises with big fan bases and they get really disappointing and vocal when they they don't win. But we've seen an unbelievable turnaround by that entire division where every team in the division has a winning record and all four teams are in the playoff picture. It's, it's fascinating to think how quickly that division has turned it around. Now, what happens when... You struggle as a division, you do get an easier schedule the next year, and they've capitalised on that. Right now, the Eagles at 13-1, and one, the Cowboys 10-4, and four, the Giants beat the Commanders yesterday, they're 8-5-1, and one, and the Commanders are 7-6-1. and one. It'd be crazy to think that all four teams in the one division can make the playoffs. I think the Detroit Lions can win out. The Detroit Lions are the big danger. If they win the next three, they'll finish 10-7. and seven. But yeah, still a lot to play out, especially in the NFC. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you actually about the Detroit Lions, but uh, I mean that is uh, a smoky that no one saw coming this year, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. They're, I mean, they're arguably one of the hottest teams in football right now. They've won six from seven. They've, um, it, they've, they've so many close losses in the first half of the season, but losses to good football teams, to the Bills, three points, Vikings, three points, Eagles, three points. They're starting to win the close ones, but they're a, a well-coached. They're playing for Dan Campbell. Their defense has improved. They're still putting up big numbers. They're, they're on a roll. They're a little bit like the Bengals in the AFC where struggled early on, then started to click into gear. I know the Bengals are leading the AFC North and currently sit third in the AFC, so they're a monty to make the playoffs. But the Detroit Lions will be a fairy tale of sorts because that franchise, that city has been long-suffering when it comes to appearances in the playoffs. I know the Minnesota Vikings has clinched the division, but the Detroit Lions will be snapping at the heels of the Seahawks and the Commanders and even the Giants, who have been a little bit vulnerable despite their win yesterday against the Commanders. Yeah, indeed. Ben, hey, listen, thanks very much for your time today, mate. I really appreciate it. I'll let you go get primed for the Rams and the uh, and the Packers a little bit later on today, and uh, hopefully we can chat again in the new year. Yeah, thanks, Ricardo. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year to all your listeners.